Pizza Noir by Denver Day, Book 2, Chapter 16, Tack. Dixie had the sand that had been left behind when the sharks disappeared, poured into different glass jars and had labeled them. Shark sand number one, eight Lewis Chang. Shark sand number two, eight beep beep. Shark sand number three, eight sugar. Smith held jar number one up to the artificial light. He could see pellets of buckshot mixed in with the sand. Beep beep beaver and sugar beaver were still tabled, still bound, and so far still dead. And they were still fresh-looking. Dixie had pumped them full of embalming fluids, but the way Smith had heard it, there were, had already been examples of the feebles reanimating despite being shoved full of coroner's cocktails. Janice Allison and the swordfish were still together in repose. Dixie had put the couple on ice, but she must be waiting until the weekend is over before she tries to disentangle them, Smith thought. The seven people killed on the previous Saturday were all still there, though Dixie had mentioned that she was getting plenty of calls from their assorted nests of kin. The four were animals killed during the same brawl all remained also. There were the victims in various states and forms, from the original 11 October nightclub murders, the local ones anyway, and a few of the original best suspects, all still on Pierce County ice as well. Smith mused about how they were to go on catching a live furry. They didn't seem to come as far as he could tell or, or had heard to the morgue, unless they were already dead, the detective thought. That is, the wolf ladies didn't exhibit any tendency or pattern of showing up at the morgues alive, not to pick up their dead friends or for any reason. Furthermore, he thought, there seemed to have been a few skirmishes among the various undead banked track derby teams, but the real bile, at least now, seemed to be the freshest and most corpulent not among gangs of lady wolves, rather. It was between the wolves and the land-going sharks. So the detective considered perhaps sharks might be good bait to catch one of these heretus girls alive. And maybe the shark dust at hand might be worth sprinkling about some wet, sweet, spot set for a woman-animal trap. And on the other hand, maybe a nice, juicy, bound-and-dead wolf lady might make for a good shark bait, the detective thought. Again, he was not solid at all regarding how catching any of these things alive might even actually help solve anything, but it seemed to him to be a logical step where otherwise the investigations had all been painted into corners by preternatural storybook apeshit monster nonsense. With a shudder, he locked the door behind him and made his way home for the night. The rain persevered through the night and into Monday. By about eight o'clock in the morning, the detective and the lieutenant were sitting around the coffee pot discussing how exactly they were going to go shark fishing using dead fee wolves as bait, and they talked about how and where and on whom, if anyone, that they might sprinkle shark dust in order to attract live wolf ladies. I guess we'll need a boat and tackle. We'll just bring a small pile of our weir lady cadavers, and not all of them, of course. We don't want to run out. 
We need to conserve them. For now, they are a finite resource. Thankfully, the lieutenant said cheerfully. Thompson smiled at the boss's animated interest in the new and exciting hunting and fishing opportunities now availing themselves. Let's try to get this sorted out so we can get out on the water ASAP. I'll call our friend at the Coast Guard back to see if they are interested in such an expedition, Thompson offered. Sounds good, Lieutenant. Later this week, we can sprinkle some shark dust somewhere and lay in the wait to catch a live furry that way. I'd say a tranquilizer gun or a non-lethal shotgun and ropes and clubs and nets and maybe the Davy Jones liquors will chip in with the effort too.